I want my ready set ready set ready set. I want my ready set ready set ready set. I want my ready set ready set ready set. I want my ready set ready set game. And just like that, we are back on the Ready Set Game podcast. Phil, it's good to see your face. It's been way too long. I mean, it's been crazy. We've been trying to set up this podcast uh, meeting here for the last, uh, I guess, a couple, maybe about two weeks, and we just haven't been able to get it in. Um, how are you feeling on your end in Atlanta today? I am fired up in Waco, Texas today to jump on the pot. Jake, 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 it's good to be back. I mean, we, we have had a lot of speed bumps on our way to recording the fourth episode of Ready, Set, Game. But I mean, from plans that we had, things from your end to my end, I mean, we had, we had a few weeks. We didn't know if we were going to make it. But we're finally here. I know you personally had a lot of speed bumps along the way. Can you please, please share with us uh, in the detail what went on these last few weeks for you? Yeah, you know, Phil, we had that one week, and I can't remember. I think we had a recording date set up, and something popped up work-wise, I believe. But then last week, we had a recording date set up, and turns out I ended up with COVID. I ended up with the COVID, and uh, I'm just off my six-month stint of having it the last time. Had it back in December, so just got COVID again. Um, And so we were going to record, and honestly, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't record. I was... I was down for the count with COVID. Sick as a dog. I texted you and was just like, I think I got hit by a truck. And so we had to take the COVID pause. Meanwhile, we were going to record another day and you had some car issues, Phil. Yeah. And the wife had some car issues, if I remember right. I mean, Talbert, a tough scene here in Atlanta. You know, I back into a spot almost every time I get home in our apartment complex and there's some poles that are right in my blind spot. Usually park it perfectly about four to five inches right in front of the pole. It was late one night, coming back home from a friend's house, and I mean, just didn't see it. Knocked the taillight straight out. And the next day, wife's car battery dies. So we gotta go over to O'Reilly's. Get to O'Reilly's, and it is just a sea of high schoolers. And they're not even 16, 17. <laughs> they, they're literally 14 and 15 years old. Oh my goodness. Their freshman year at North Atlanta High and uh, ended up having to look up a YouTube video with one of these guys to figure out how to get this battery in my wife's 2001 Acura two-door. Uh, it was a mess, but everything's good now. We got it fixed up um, for the foreseeable future. So, I mean, we hit the bumps, like we said, but I mean, so glad to be on here. So glad to be back. And we've actually gotten a few texts from the listeners that just saying, where are you guys? We need the content. We're ready for it. The burger is still outstanding. What is the best burger? You're going to have to wait till the end of this podcast to get there. Um, Phil, we were even a little bit delayed today. We were about 45 minutes delayed today. I get a text on my Apple watch from Phil. I'm hosting, I'm on my 90th minute of hosting Family Feud. I mean, people, I have, <laughs> I have hosted some Family Feud, Phil, in my career. You know yeah, that. Same. You know that. Likewise, yeah. 90 minutes of Family Feud hosting today as part of the Christian Leadership Institute at Baylor. It's been a phenomenal camp uh, for some high school leaders that have come into the Baylor campus. Um, but we went to sudden death, uh, the question, and we went with a counselor versus uh, a camper. The counselor ended up getting the number one answer in the sudden death. Uh, and then at that point, uh, jumped in the car, headed home, only to find that my dog had had a major accident 
inside the house. And so spent the last few minutes taking care of that as, as we do. Um, and now we're finally here on Ready, Set, Game, five-minute introduction to this long-awaited episode. Yeah, Talbert, I mean, glad you're getting that mess cleaned up in Waco. We know that, uh, you know, your dog only has a few weeks left until uh, going to another home. Um, so we are thankful for, for Luna's time uh, here with us, but a uh, tough day at the Talbert residence. But you speak of a big mess. Talk about a big mess up in Brooklyn. Uh, Kyrie is still lingering around, they say, and then Kevin Durant. Golly. So I'm super thankful with the way things have panned out in Atlanta. DeJounte Murray has landed. Sad to see Danilo Gallinari with some picks go. But, I mean, that's what free agency is. Technically, it hasn't even started. It's still 45 minutes away from uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time here uh, when free agency technically starts. It won't be the last. Myself and a coworker yesterday were just talking about Jalen Brunson saying he needed this year. It was almost a career-saving year for Jalen Brunson, you know, probably halfway or more into his NBA career. And he needed a big year, and Luka Doncic helped him, helped him to get there. Yeah. And now it's, it does. It's looking like he's on his way out of Dallas, which I hate to see. I wish him the best. I think he's a great player. Love his game. I hope he has the chance to be, you know, number one guy and uh, uh, at least an assist uh, for general role. I hope he has that opportunity. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. I'm hopeful uh, it's going to be a good win for him. However, I think it could be one of those things where we look up in a few years and he might have gotten overpaid. So we'll, we'll look back on this episode in a few years. I think he'll be one of those guys that they probably cashed him a little bit too big of a check. Yeah, absolutely, Talbert. You know, we speak of this free agency talk and uh, uh, someone who is definitely on the radar soon, uh, I got the chance to have an interaction with a few weeks ago. Uh, I was playing pickleball at uh, the local courts at Chastain Park uh, near my home in Atlanta. And me and my friend Braden Trailer uh, were hitting around before our game started. And uh, a taller gentleman was uh, walking to the tennis courts next door with his daughter. And Braden and I kind of kept looking over there. Uh, he was the only one on the courts. And I look at him and I'm like, I think I know that guy. Wearing a Milwaukee Bucks long sleeve dry fit tee, walking around. And I look over to Braden and I, I go, I, I think that's Malcolm Brogdon. And he was like, no way. And I was like, stop it. And I go, Malcolm Brogdon. So Brady runs over to his phone, looks up Malcolm Brogdon Google Images, of course, just to make sure. And we go, yeah, it's him. We turn around. He's walking towards us unannounced. And uh, he walks up to us and says, hey, how are y'all doing? We're like, oh, good. And I go, Mr. Brogdon, I presume? He said, that's me. <laughs> no way. Stop it. <laughs> oh said, my god! He said, "Yeah." I said, "Man, we were looking over here, saying, oh my goodness, man, it's Malcolm Brogdon.'" He said, "Yeah, man, live in Atlanta, live right next to the park, walk here during the off seasons, do my workouts here." And he said, "I was walking over to ask you what this game you guys were playing was called." <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> he said, "He said, oh, it's called pickleball." He was like, "Yeah, it looks a lot more fun and easier than tennis." And I said, "Well." Two out-of-shape guys like us like it a lot better because we can move around in uh, smaller spots. But oh my I said, I'm sure you would wax us. And he was like, oh, I don't know about that. He was like, it looks fun. Let's start playing it soon. He said, hey, you're welcome anytime over here at the court. So 
we talked about uh, free agency and we said, hey, we'd love to have you here in Atlanta. This is pre-DeJounte oh Murray God. talk. And he said, I don't know if they want to have me, but um, talked about where he went to high school. Didn't know he was from Atlanta. Went to uh, I didn't know a that either. Atlanta Christian his senior year. Uh, bounced around a couple other schools in South Atlanta before that. But incredibly nice dude. Had a, I mean, a pleasant conversation. Taught him the game of pickleball, you, one might say. <laughs> and uh, we are excited here where he's going for agency. Right. Talbert, that's a, that's a Virginia Cavalier that I know you love a lot. Indiana Pacers guard that could be on the move soon. But I thought you'd appreciate that story. Just sitting in the pot for three weeks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Listeners, Phil texted me a few weeks ago and said, I've got a story, but I'm going to break it to you live on the podcast for the first time. Listeners, this is something you probably don't know, but Malcolm Brogdon is one of my favorite NBA players. Uh, he's one of those guys. He's, he fills up the stat sheet in a lot of ways that, that most people don't see or care about, but he's a winner. He's a winner. He's going to win. He won at Virginia. Uh, he's a high character guy, as demonstrated by his time with Phil um, uh, in, the, uh, in the park in Atlanta. I mean, this story right here is getting me through today. This is a huge win right here. I'm picturing the interaction, and you literally said, Mr. Brogdon, I presume. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm thinking he could be a, a, a future guest on the Ready, Set, Game pod, Jake. If you see Mr. Brogdon again at the park, you got to get him on the podcast, even just for a two-minute Zoom in. We've got to get Malcolm on here. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, like I said, pleasant interaction. It was very fun to get to interact with that guy. It's one of those moments. I don't know if you ever had this when you see or meet someone famous, similar to your uh, time in Disney World with some other uh, NBA stars, Universal. Um, yes. I think it's one of those things we had such a normal conversation that it was almost like we can't even ask for a picture because then it would be like we're like fans. I really wanted yeah. to. But I was like, he probably appreciated that we didn't ask. But also, he's one of those guys that could probably walk into the grocery store and maybe no one would know him. But also, one of those guys walk into, you know, a Dick's Sporting Goods and everyone might know him. So, I mean, he was humble and kind and it it was a great interaction. Wow. Wow. That's good. Sounds like Tim McGraw probably took some inspiration from (laughs) Malcolm Brogdon and writing his song, Humble and Kind. Um, Phil, that's actually a perfect segue for us because uh, talking about humble and kind, week zero of college football begins in about 10 weeks. Yeah, uh, That's week zero of college football. And in honor of that, on the podcast, you and I are going to share with the listeners our top 10 favorite college sports events that we have personally attended. So um, there's been a lot of great ones in our lifetimes, a lot of great sporting events. I can think of of hundreds of incredible sporting events, but these have to be ones that we were in the flesh at. So me being a Baylor graduate, you being a Georgia University of Georgia graduate, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a Georgia game, doesn't have to be a Baylor game, yeah. uh, but most likely higher percentage of them will be. It could be any sport. You, the only prerequisite is that you were in the stands or the bleachers or on the sidelines. So all that being said, Phil, we're going to kick this thing off and then we're going to lead in here for the next couple of weeks counting down from number 10, and then we'll get to number one in the week before the first week of college football. So how about you kick us off? I know that you uh, have been spending a lot of time on this, thinking about this. Talk to us about your, uh, your number 10. 
Yeah, Jake, absolutely. So like we said, these are all college sporting events, not just football. We want to be inclusive to all the sports because there's some great memories uh, at each, uh, you know, respective campus. So my number 10 is going to come from uh, the year 2019, April 17th, UGA okay. versus Clemson baseball game. Wow, going baseball. So this game went 20 innings, six hours and 36 minutes. The longest oh my gosh. game in Georgia history. And I will say I started the game not in the stands, but at a friend's birthday party. We were at a birthday party, and the game was on the TV, and it was about the 14th inning. We were like, this is crazy. And it was a, like a 1-1 game, like the whole time. And we're like, this is crazy. And we're talking about it. It's about midnight, you know, when you get into about the, uh, I think, 15th inning. And we said, we were leaving the party, and we said, hey, this is junior year of college. You know, we were like, hey, let's go to the game. So – we drove to the game, gates were open. They said that more people ended up at the game by the 20th inning than there were. To oh start my the gosh. Because so many college students rushed into Foley Field to watch the game, and Georgia ends up winning on a walk off single, three to two. Oh. I believe the game ended somewhere between like 1 30 or like almost two in the morning. Uh, but me and a couple of my friends went and, uh, we ended up having a big crew there and it was an absolute blast. So, uh, that's my number 10, 20 innings in Athens, Georgia outlasts the Clemson Tigers in a thriller, uh, didn't start there, but we finished there. Oh my gosh, dude, that is absolutely, uh, <laughs> insane. Yeah. Um, I, I had no idea that that existed in Georgia baseball history. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was crazy. And we ended up spending our night afterwards. We uh, said so the night's not uh, done here. Went to the 24-hour dining hall, smelling dining hall on UGA's campus, and finished off with some cereal and some ice cream to celebrate the win. Dude, that is awesome. Oh, my goodness. I mean, my, my number 10 is going to sound pretty – Pretty lame, honestly, probably in comparison <laughs> to this. I think that, that if that's your number 10, it's going to be – see, that's what it – you're going to have a lot of good football games, I think, as yes. a Georgia Bulldog, Yes, um, which I'm excited about. Probably not many basketball games for you, though, no. Phil. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, Phil, we're going to clock in here uh, with my number 10. This dates us uh, back a couple years. Um, this is going to be Baylor versus – uh, Oklahoma State, 2015 in Stillwater. Baylor versus Oklahoma State, 2015 in Stillwater. The prior, the the last time I'd been to Stillwater was 2013. Baylor went in top 10, undefeated. Bryce Petty, top loaded offense. We come in first drive of the game, march all the way down the field. Uh, Petty pulls his own read. He he slips at the one yard line and falls down. We go four and out from the one yard line. Clint Shelf and company go 99 yards, and that was the way the rest of the game went. So 2013, that was it. 2015, we come in, and Seth Russell had just broken his neck. Yeah. Seth Russell, Baylor quarterback, had just broken his neck uh, the week before against Iowa State at homecoming. Fractured something in his neck, had surgery. Seth is actually 
I would consider him a friend of mine. Uh, he's appeared uh, in some video. We've appeared in some videos together, which is kind of crazy. Um, but anyway, uh, Seth broke his neck. Jarrett Stidham comes in. Yep. And Jarrett Stidham was banged up um, as well. Uh, Stidham got the start. We come out, and Baylor's leading at halftime. And we come out in the second half. And uh, this is a top ten matchup, by the way. I believe it was number five versus number nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Stidham comes into the ball game, uh, has a great – Jarrett Stidham has a great first half. Yeah. Comes out second half, doesn't have his helmet. And uh, enter into play Chris Johnson, 6'5", 235 pounds, 6'5", 235 pounds. And this is where you're about to lose your mind, Phil. Chris Johnson, I was his accounting tutor in the business school. I was Chris Johnson's accounting tutor in the business school, 6'5", 230 from Bryan, Texas. And, man, he was every piece of it, one of the nicest guys to this day. Chris is probably not listening to this podcast. But, man, like, took his, his studies uh, seriously, That's was amazing. a great student. I mean, isn't that, isn't that awesome? That's and You get a Cardell Jones situation on your hands. It was a Cardell Jones situation. He's the number three guy. Chris Johnson comes in. And uh, it's, a, it's a close ball game. Yeah. And on the first drive of the game, on the first drive that he's in, Chris Johnson goes up top, 45-yard touchdown strike to KD Cannon. Uh, oh, we oh. get the ball back. Baylor gets the ball back. Johnson back in the shotgun again after a few running plays. This time he goes 65-yard house call to Jay Lee down the sideline again. And then he adds a rushing touchdown in the second half just for good measure. Baylor beats Oklahoma State only its second time, I believe. Um, It's first time, actually, to win in Stillwater, I believe, in Big 12 play. That was awesome. Went with some friends. It was fantastic. Um, But to see Chris Johnson dominate, and it just felt like that's when Baylor was at a peak. of It doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. It's just next man up mentality. They're all machines, and they can all throw the football. So that's my number 10. Man, Tower, that's a really good number 10. I think we have a great long way to go here, uh, going climbing up our list, getting all the way to uh, week zero, week one of college football. Uh, I'm super excited to see you know, what we have next. We have a lot of friends from a lot of different schools listening on the podcast, and Speaking of which, we have a segment we want to bring to the listeners, the Find Your Friends Radar. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's, that's literally it, the Find My Friends Radar. Talk to us about this. What is this radar, Phil? Yeah, so Find My Friends, you know, is an app everyone has on their iPhone where if you share your location with someone, you're able to see where they are at all times. So we're going to just take a couple guys, a um, couple gals off our list here on our Find My Friends, and we're going to take a guess at what they're doing. And we're going to make sure that we get a response from them, you know, before the next recording of uh, next week's pod to see if we were correct with our predictions of what they were doing. So I'm zooming in here. Uh, I'm going to go around the Midwest. And it looks like that Andrew Mangan is in Little Rock, Arkansas. Looks like making his way home from the Children's Hospital. And I guarantee you, that he is coming home to his dog. Hopefully not a messy situation like you just had. But I oh, I hope not. For I guarantee you, he's coming home to his wife around four thirty Central Time, and I bet he is on the grill, dog running in the backyard, a true just American dream Thursday night. 
Dude, that is that is phenomenal. I think that's a spot on um uh guess there. I think that's a spot on prediction for Andrew Mangan, affectionately known as Andres Magoon by many of our listeners. Um Phil, that's a really good check. So so if I'm not mistaken, you're gonna check in with Andrew and check and see if that is accurate. I will. I will. Okay. Okay. So now we're going to flip the boat over here to my side, and we're going to check in uh, with none other. I, I think it's only fair. Uh, faithful listener, um, devoted. We're going to check in with Star Peterson. Uh, we're going to check in on Star Peterson's location. She's one of our most faithful female listeners. We have quite a few. Um, my mom is one of those. Um, we're going to check in on Star Peterson's location here. Um, looks like she is uh, in... Um, a little bit north of Overland Park, uh, off I-35. We're not going to give specific locations just to honor our listeners here. Um, but she's near Ikea. Um, and uh, this is something I'm not sure if she's just off of Chick-fil-A, her summer job over at Chick-fil-A, or maybe she's uh, getting some prop items for a play. But we're going to have to check in with Star and just see what's going on there near Ikea, the PetSmart, PetSmart Strip, Old Navy, Bob's discount furniture. Um, so we'll stay tuned and see, see what's going on with Star. Albert, I have breaking news also coming from Kansas City. Jake Cordell no has crossed state no! lines. He has just crossed no! state lines from Kansas into Missouri. He has made no! his way over I-35, and he is on the move. We haven't heard from Jake Bardell in a long time. But what we do know is that he has been off the radar since losing the Phillips head screwdriver, and he is on the run, Talbert. I don't know where he's headed, but we've got to get eyes on him and ears as soon as possible. We're going to get the folks out on Mr. Bardell. I'm so glad that you zoomed in on him. That is a great call, zooming in on him. I cannot – the irony of that is absolutely hilarious. The last check-in that we're going to have today, Phil, is we're going to check in on our good friend, one of our sponsors, actually, uh, Seth Locke. Um, Seth Locke, looks like Seth uh, himself, he's actually down a little bit northeast, excuse me, northwest of Pensacola. That's Seth's hometown. Um, we're going to zoom in on Seth here just a little bit. Um, looks like he's in a swampy region, which for Florida, that doesn't seem uh, to be too out of the ordinary. But we've got to get a check-in with Mr. Locke, see what he's up to in Pensacola. Looks like he's straight out of Birmingham a little bit early for the weekend. Um, but any thoughts on what Seth might be up to in Pensacola, Phil? Yeah, absolutely. I think Seth Locke, he, you know, Pensacola native. And if I'm not mistaken, you know, I'm a uh, avid follower of minor league baseball. And if I have it correct on my schedule, the Pensacola Wahoos have a game tonight at home against the Montgomery Biscuits. And Talbert, it is Mullet Thursdays down in Pensacola for the Wahoos. I bet you that Seth Locke's got his mullet wig out, and he is at the game getting fired up around 6.05 Central p.m. Uh, down in Pensacola to cheer on the Wahoos for a little Thursday night baseball. That is an amazing, um, I would say, hypothesis. I love how you walked through that process to get to that and if there's one thing I know about Seth Locke is that he's going to be on that third base sideline screaming his lungs out 
um, during probably the entire game. And he's going to take the seventh inning stretch seriously, something he's always done yeah. and will continue to do um, at the game tonight. So, man, that is awesome. Uh, we'll be back next week with another segment of Find My Friends. Where are they now and where are they going? Now it's time for our bread and butter, biscuits and gravy, the ready, set, bracket. This has been a long-awaited bracket. It's actually given us a lot of time to get some feedback, to ask some questions of people. What would you do? Where would you go? And we're right now, we're in our Elite Eight. We're in our Elite Eight. We've got to get this thing down to a final one tonight. So just to recap for our listeners, we have got the number nine seed Bronx going up against the number one seed McDonald's. Um, in the other quarterfinal matchup on that side of the bracket, we have got, I believe, Sonic, the number four seed, going up against the number five seed Cookout. Sonic versus Cookout, four versus five. Moving to the bottom half of the bracket, quarterfinal game three, we have got in and out the three seed going up against number six seeded Freddy's. That's going to be a good matchup. Two of our favorites there, Phil. And then the two versus seven on the bottom half of the bracket, we've got Whataburger, the two, going up against Shake Shack, the number seven. Phil, kick us off. Tyler, man, like we have talked about many times, this, uh, this is a tough bracket. And we have gotten a lot of feedback, more than we ever have, uh, on this bracket. Uh, I think a lot of people have a lot of opinions. And we already, after the first round, have uh, stirred the pot and upset some people. Phil, you told me about a few folks that reached out to you, and I, I am sorry for some of the conversations you had to have and, and some of the um, conversations you had to navigate with some of the listeners, uh, but I know you handled it well with grace, kindness, like you always do. Um, and so we're going to kick this thing off. We've got Brahms and Dodds at the top of the bracket. You and I were in complete agreement on this decision. Talbert, yeah, absolutely. A lot of people in Atlanta upset with Wendy's losing first round. A lot of people are loyal to Wendy's in the Athens and Atlanta area. But Brahms taking the upset, the nine seed over the one seed over Don's. A lot of people here in the Southeast, here in Atlanta, have never been to Brahms, never had the full experience. So, Jake, I'd love for you to give a little breakdown on Brahms. Don's near and dear to my heart. But as it goes for a full burger and ice cream and experience Brahms takes the cake for me dude you nailed it spot on we were in agreement on this and we're going to get heat on this we already know this Jonathan Klein I mean he, he's not going to like this he's not and uh Klein I just want you to know this Brahms was was birthed in Oklahoma your hometown your home state and um just want you to hear that and uh for us Brahms really took the cake here uh, just the whole experience, breakfast, obviously Don's has breakfast as well. But, but for me, when it really comes down to it, you can walk in and you can do your grocery shopping. You can buy for the kids, for the family, uh, the packing lunches for the week. You can do it all at Bronx and then go over and get the burger and a $1.79 double scoop of ice cream. They don't skip. It's never broken. And that ice cream hits home. They've only continued to elevate their ice cream game at Brahms. And so for us, it was an easy decision. Um, and, and there's two things you can always count on at Brahms. Number one is sticky floors. Consistently, you're always going to get sticky floors at Brahms. Number two, you're going to have great food. Yeah, absolutely, Jake. I think that's a great breakdown. And speaking of sticky floors, we move on to one of my favorites. Born in North Carolina, has made its way from the East Coast all the way through uh, to Athens and Atlanta. Cookout, the number five seed versus Sonic, number four seed. I mean, Jake. 
this was maybe our hardest decision yet. This was our hardest decision yet. And, and Phil, you know, you and I, we've had to make challenging decisions in our lives. And thankfully, this is not one of eternal consequences, which we are grateful for. However, this decision right here was tough. We love Sonic. We love Cookout. You and I have broken bread at both of these places together. We've broken bread. We've shared uh, milkshakes, um, shared a lot of laughs and memories. They're both places of great fellowship. Um, and for us, looking at the complete experience, the longevity of the organization, um, the complete package, it takes me back to the Dallas Mavericks um, illustration that you shared two weeks ago. Listeners, we decided to take Sonic over Cookout in this one with the driving experience, um, the roller skate experience, the app experience for Sonic is next level. Sonic has the best app in the fast food burger industry. We don't care what you say. We believe that and we'll stand by that. We took Sonic in this one. Listeners, we want you to know this was a very, very hard decision for us. And I know a lot of the listeners from Athens, Georgia and friends from home are listening. I just want to extend my most sincere to, uh, apologies uh, for leaving Cookout out of this. It was something that I had to wrestle with for many nights, many days. Uh, but here we are taking Sonic, Ocean Water, 99 cent corn dogs, mm. tater tots, just, you know, in addition to the burger itself, uh, you know, and, and at both these places, the burger may not be my first choice, but I think overall experience in the burger, we're going to stick with Sonic. Moving forward, Jake, it looks like we're going number three seed in and out versus our six seed Freddy's. This was kind of a no brainer. This was a no-brainer for us. Ultimately, I like both places. They're, they're both really good. But In-N-Out moves on. In-N-Out moves past Freddy's. In-N-Out's way cheaper. It's a higher-quality burger. Freddy's is good. It's a steak burger. Not quite the same quality as In-N-Out, that freshness, uh, that In-N-Out sauce, um, just that clean feel of In-N-Out. So we're going to go ahead and move on here. In-N-Out takes it over uh, Freddy's. Moving on to this next one here, Whataburger and Shake Shack. Honestly, not a hard, super hard decision for me here. What a burger versus Shake Shack. What about for you, Phil? No, Jake, I agree. I mean, Shake Shack, uh, like you said before, it's expensive taste. It's a good burger. Uh, sometimes, I, I don't know if you feel this, most of the Shake Shack locations I've been to are difficult to get into. You have a weird Always. situation. You got a full parking lot. And what a burger you do have a full drive through at all times, or at least a slow drive through no matter how many cars are in it. All of times yes but but i think similar like you said your brahms comment uh you're gonna get sticky floors at whataburger but you're gonna get a good burger it's gonna be greasy you're gonna regret that she probably had a few hours later but you're thankful for it uh whataburger is gonna fill you up and they're gonna take it over the seven seed shake shack there we go phil that's a great breakdown that launches us into now what we have is the final four we've got the nine versus the four brahms versus sonic and then on the bottom half of the bracket, we are just as the analysts predicted. We are three versus two, in and out versus Whataburger. We're going to the top, Brahms versus Sonic. I'll say this. It's been a great run for that number nine seed. But all good things must come to an end. A nine seed has never won the national championship, and this is not going to be the time that they do it now. Brahms has had a great run. We love it. But Sonic overwhelmingly takes this one over Brahms. Brahms just ran out of gas, Phil. Absolutely. Sonic's nationwide. Some might even say worldwide. Sonic, some, Sonic is a place that most everyone, if not all people know. Brahms, unfortunately, doesn't, they haven't expanded their horizons quite yet, 
but I do believe in the coming years, they absolutely are capable of it. So we'll see them again probably in the near future. But Sonic here, Jake, you're totally right. Uh, I think they're the overall uh, better experience and better burger. Absolutely. Flipping down to that bottom, the number two versus the number three, what a burger versus in and out. Now, I'll be honest, Phil, I love both of these places. I really do. The diversity of Whataburger is tremendous. The honey butter chicken strip sandwich, uh, the A1 thick and hearty burger. Um, I, I personally love, this is a very small thing about Whataburger, but I love the, the chopped condiments there, diced onions, diced tomatoes yep. uh, at times, chopped lettuce. I love that. Um, for us in this one, Phil, this was hard for us, but, but we went with In-N-Out over Whataburger. And I'm going to get some heat here from some Texas folks that I know bleed orange and white. And I, that's okay. I'm going to take that. But the last time I was in the Whataburger line, I waited for over 30 minutes. And the last time I was in the In-N-Out line, it was a very short experience. And yet they still made the burger fresh. And I felt the most encouraged by an employee uh, that maybe I've ever felt at a fast food restaurant, perhaps even more than my last Chick-fil-A experience, which is saying something. Well, In-N-Out gave me fresh food. It was amazing. It was on the tray, customer service off the charts. And that burger, I watched them grill it through the window of the fast food place. They're not afraid that, you know, that they don't have the tinted glass. It's clear as day. They got so you can see hide. what they're doing. <laughs> nothing to hide. Full integrity. That's, full integrity from in and out so phil any thoughts for you would you are, are you in the same boat are you taking in and out yeah absolutely jake i mean you know in and out is a place that's near and dear to my wife's heart uh, therefore it's near and dear to mine as well i've had some great experiences mm -hmm. used to go to the grease pit uh a year or two ago and get the in and out burger and the chick-fil-a fries and you take wow that's good because I'm not a huge fan, like we said, Whataburger and In-N-Out, not known for their fries, not a huge fan of fries at either establishment. Um, yeah. what a, I, I, I know that this is going to hurt Luke Barlow a lot because he lives, breathes, and dies Whataburger. Uh, and I think that'll probably be a good thing. Maybe he can let go of that um, because we all know that as much as he consumes of Whataburger, probably not good for his overall health. But you know, in and out right here for me, I think I totally agree. Uh, takes over Whataburger and then all the championship game. I like that. I like that. Phil, we're going now here to, to a very hard matchup. We've got Sonic. You pull in, you order on the app, you order ahead. It's there when you get there. We're going in and out, clean, friendly. Um, the hats that the employees wear, I mean, even down to that. The burger's fresh. I love the ve two very different menus. Sonic, big, wide menu, a lot of options. In and out, you can't order much on the menu, but what you get is fantastic. How in the world are we going to break this one down? Jake, I mean, this one took a lot of wrestling. I mean, you and I went back and forth on this one. It, it, it was very difficult to decide. Uh, you know, like you said, Sonic has a wide variety in and out, you know exactly what you're gonna get. Uh, it's a small menu, but a good menu. Great shakes, great burgers. I love pulling to the drive-through no matter what location. Palm tree hanging right above your head. Feel like you're in the middle of Los Angeles, California. And I mean, it, it's, it's somewhere where you pull in and you get excited. Just like Sonic, it was very difficult. But Jake, you had a great illustration I knew you were gonna share with our listeners. That you take it away. If you had this option, to to pick between the two, uh, nine times out of ten, where are you going? I'm gonna say In-N-Out. It's just a better burger, Jake. Uh, it pains me to say that for our friends at Sonic, but 
but I do think that is the better burger. Phil, I love that. You know, we talked about that. If you're exiting and they're on the same sign, the same side of the road, in and out Sonic, they're right next to each other. Which one are you going to pull into when you're in the car with your family? And, and, and for me, probably not 10 times out of 10, but more than five times out of 10, I'm probably going to pull into that in and out spot. And so we're actually going to take in and out here, the number three seed. This is going to come uh, as a complete horror to some folks, to others. They're going to rejoice and say, this was the only right move all the way along. We want your feedback listeners, but today we're declaring that in and out takes the cake in the first ready set burger bracket here of the ready set game podcast. Absolutely, Jake. It's been an absolute pleasure today. We had so much content to get into. We just slammed right through it. And here we are at the end. It's been a great episode four. It's been an awesome episode four. And thankfully, we're going to reveal a new bracket next time we're on here. So make sure you tune back in. Don't forget to email us, DM us on Instagram, tag us. We want to know what you want to hear. Thanks so much. I'm Jake with my co-host, Phil. I'll say it again. Ready? Set. Game. We'll see you next time.